twelve chimes. It's midnight. At midnight, anything can happen. As we're all confined to our homes this holiday season, it's hard to meet new people. Unless, of course, it's midnight. Because at midnight, anything can happen. A Ghost Story for Christmas, Take One. Hello, listeners. It's me again, Amy Pavi, creator of 12 Chimes, It's Midnight. It's the holiday season again, and I'm here to continue the tradition of ghost stories for Christmas. I've been working on a number of ideas, but, and I hope you can sympathize, 2020 has been a challenging year creatively and emotionally. So in lieu of um, a... Take two. 2020 has been a challenging year creatively and emotionally. So in lieu of an original play, I'd like to read you one of my favorite ghost stories. Hello? Hello? Not that one. Not that one? What? Hello? Hello. Come on, who is this? A spirit. Uh, A spirit. No kidding. Well, I don't believe in ghosts, so who is this? That's a neat trick. Do it again. Okay. (laughs) Wow. This has been a weird year. Spirit? Do you have, I don't know, some prophetic message for me or something? Hello? What do you want? I don't like the story. I'm... I'm sorry. You don't like the story I've chosen to read? No. You're not evil, are you? You're really a ghost? Yes. And the first I hear from you, you critique my choice of ghost story? Yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's like a it's like a mirthful happy chuckle, not a not an evil chuckle, right? Yes. All right, so you don't you don't like the story. So what am I going to read? 
You mean this one? The story I decided not to use. Yes. Okay. Um, I like this one too. It's just, you know. You know what? Never mind. I'll read this one. Thank you. Uh, uh, hey, wait a minute. Are you still there? Well, um, you know, uh, feel free to stick around. Honestly, it's, it's been a little uh, lonely lately. Alrighty then. Take three of the ghost-approved ghost story. <clears throat> Do you mind if I ask your name? What's your name? June. June? Merry Christmas, June. Merry Christmas. Tonight's episode was written and produced by Amy Pavi, with Amy as herself, and The Ghost. Additional music is by Jill Tracy, from her holiday album, Silver Smoke, Star of Night. And as always, I'm your host, Josh Horowitz. If you enjoy our plays, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts, or drop us a line via email, the address is in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and happy holidays. Perhaps you thought I wasn't going to read you a ghost story. Well, tonight I have an interesting story for you from the book True Ghost Stories, written by Herewood Carrington, published in 1915. This story is called The Invisible Hand. The following account was sent to the Society of Psychical Research. Ghosts are usually seen. They are sometimes heard. They are very rarely felt. The account which follows is an example of the latter, in which the ghost was not only seen, but touched. After stating that she was visiting a friend of hers in the country when the event occurred, the narrator proceeds. We went upstairs together, I being perhaps a couple of steps behind my friend when, on reaching the utmost step, I felt something suddenly slip behind me from an unoccupied room on the left of the stairs. Thinking it must be imagination, no one being in the house except the widow and servant, who occupied rooms on the other landing. I did not speak to my friend who turned off to a room on the right, but walked quickly into my room, which faced the staircase, still feeling as though a tall figure were bending over me. I turned on the gas, struck a light, and was in the act of applying it when I felt a heavy grasp 
on my arm of a hand, minus the middle finger. Upon this I uttered a loud cry, which brought my friend, the widow lady, and the servant girl into the room to inquire the cause of my alarm. The two latter turned very pale on hearing the story. The house was thoroughly searched, but nothing was discovered. Some weeks passed, and I ceased to be alarmed at the occurrence, when I chanced to mention it while spending the afternoon with some friends. A gentleman asked me if I had ever heard a description or seen a photo of the lady's late husband. On receiving a reply in the negative, he said, singularly enough, he was tall, had a slight stoop, and had lost the middle finger of his hand. On my return, I inquired of the servant who had been in the family from childhood if such were the case, and learned that it was quite correct, and that she, the girl, had once, when sleeping in the same room, awakened on feeling someone pressing down upon her knees, and on opening her eyes saw her late master by the bedside, at which she fainted, and had never dared to enter the room after dark since. She is not an imaginative girl, nor am I. When I was grasped, however, I did not see anything, but worse was to follow. It so chanced that I had to sleep in that same room once again, as the house was full of company, and there was nowhere else for me to go. I had by this time got over my fears and hardly minded the idea of sleeping in the room at all. I left the room door open, turned out the light, and was soon sound asleep. Sometime in the early hours of the morning, I woke with an indescribable feeling. I was suddenly wide awake without the slightest traces of sleep, yet I did not know how I awoke and had not any recollection of waking. But there I was, wide awake, and staring up at the ceiling with wide open eyes. My right hand was hanging over the side of the bed, so that it fell outwards into the room. Imagine my horror, then, in feeling a hand suddenly grasp my hand. I felt distinctly that it was minus the middle finger. The hand was icy cold. I hung on to the hand, however, determined to go to the bottom of the affair. I gripped tightly and still retained the hand in my grip. Bending over, I reached out my left hand, and with the fingers of that hand, felt the hand and wrist I was holding. I then commenced to trace it up the arm. I had about reached the elbow or a little below, when the arm ended suddenly, came to nothing, was no more. Yet the hand in mine was as solid as ever. This gave me such a shock that I let go the hand I was holding and sank back into my pillows. Then terror took possession of me, and I do not know what happened later. I only know that I had brain fever, which laid me low for several weeks. The occurrence has never been explained. 
Happy Holidays.